Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I want to welcome Ben Matias to the Unimpressed podcast. And I'm unimpressed that Ben has not done a fundraiser for Bang Productions yet. So he's a big fundraiser guy. We're excited about him being on the, the Unimpressed podcast. And I uh, want to hear his story and how he's helping people through COVID using his comedy. So, Ben, welcome to the show. How are you doing today, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. This is pretty cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on, man? You have this spirit of trying to give money away and help people. Where's that come from? So I was born in the Philippines. My father ended up dying in the Philippines, but my mother was here in the United States. We came here about six, seven years old. And uh, we, the whole time, it was like a whole abusive relationship. And we couldn't get out. It was like a, one of those things like we had to stay there. Or we'd have to be in the streets and survive and couldn't do anything. She ended up leaving when I was about 12 years old, ended up moving here to a town called Batesville, Arkansas. And I was a little shit kid. Like we, we barely had any money. She was working like four or five, six jobs to provide. And I will say I was, I was a, a shit kid. So, so was my, so was my sister. But growing up, I ended up having kids. And now I knew exactly what the feeling was, what my mother had, because we didn't have anything growing up. She was doing everything she could to provide, but we, were, we was complaining because we didn't have this, we didn't have that. But now that I'm grown, I, I know exactly where she's coming from. So three years ago or four years ago, I started working four jobs, seven days a week, four to five hours of sleep a night to provide for my kids. And at the time, my girlfriend wasn't working. I crack jokes all the time, especially when I'm when I'm at work. You know, it just keeps me alive, keep me going out through the whole day or night whenever I'm working. And somebody said, bro, you should like make videos on like Facebook or something. I was like, well, you think so? About a week after he told me to do that, I posted a video on Facebook. Woke up and like it blew up. I was like, yo, that's crazy. It had like over a million views and a million views is a lot of views for me anyways. Everybody was like, yo, keep doing it, keep doing it. So I kept doing it and about 10,000 followers in. Facebook sent me an email. I was like, bro, that's one of those Middle Eastern scammers, bro. They're not they're they're not gonna pay you for making videos. It was just a thing for fun. So I was like, screw it. I, I'm working four jobs anyways. Might as well work a fifth. Well, I, I started doing that, and about a month later, they they deposited like eight grand in my bank account. I was like, whoa, bro. I quit all my jobs. I had more time to spend with my kids and start making videos. And then somebody commented. They pretty much said that I saved their life through doing what I do. It makes their days a little bit better. And I was like, bro, that is the motivation I need to keep going. So I kept making videos on Facebook and then I branched out into TikTok. And I made TikTok roughly in about August. Somebody commented and was like, my content helps them through their days. But they just got into a car wreck. They got two kids. Everybody was fine, but it was going to be hard for them to get back and forth through work. You know, they just got that job because of COVID. And I was saying to myself, bro, there's people like this, you know, in the United States with the same problem right now. What can I do as a content creator to do this? 
So I grabbed one of my personal cars. I had two at the time, and my dream car was a Chrysler 300. That is the car that I end up giving away. You gave a car away? Yeah. So How does that work? How do you make enough to give a car away? It was my personal car. I've had it for like a, about a year, and I bought it through Facebook because, you know, Facebook, you know, they paid me the revenue. I was like, okay, so I can finally afford my dream car. So I bought the car, and about a year later, around September, after I read that comment, I said, all right, what can I do as a content creator? So I grabbed a Sharpie and I went live on TikTok and I just started writing people's names that showed up. Ended up getting hundreds of people, thousands of people coming in. The whole car got filled up with names. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So at the end of that month, one of my boys operated Jesus, uh, Gregory Colton, he, I had him blindfolded. He walked around the car and picked one name. We messaged that person and said, hey, guess what? You just want a car. So we drove all the way to Tennessee and dropped that dream car off. And it is now in Tennessee. Everybody asked, how can you afford that? Aren't you rich? I was like, no, honestly, I have enough to pay my bills. That's about it. Through TikTok, when you go live, people send you donations called gifts. Mm -hmm. I use every one of those gifts and go buy another vehicle every single month since October. The last vehicle we have right now is a minivan and is going to Texas at the end of this month, San Antonio, Texas. You've kind of created something by discovery, and now you're giving cars away on a monthly basis. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. As far as the requirements on a vehicle, I want the vehicle to be working, but I also want to buy the vehicle from somebody who needs the money. They're selling Mm -hmm. it because they need the money. So that way it helps them out. They sold their vehicle because they need the money. Helps me out because I have a vehicle that I can give away to somebody who could actually use a vehicle, and it would help the third person out to go out and get a job to do something. As far as COVID, I know Uber still works, so people can do that. Delivery jobs still work. So that is one of the biggest things. Like, hey, if you don't have a vehicle, I know I I can't help everybody, but this is what I can do. My mom, she went through the same thing of not having a lot of stuff and she wasn't able to drive because of the person she was with at the time. And so I know what it's like not being able to go out and work. And especially with people with kids, bro, I mean, they got kids. It's not just hurting, you know, the parents because it's hard for them to do that. They also got kids. And I was Mm -hmm. one of those kids at one point in time. And I was like, something's got to change. If nobody's going to do something, I'm going to try and do something. So you put your first foot forward and started doing Doing something, huh? Do you document this process? Yeah, it's uh, it's all through TikTok. Do you have those videos? If when you film giving away this whole process, do you put the the content up on uh, Facebook? No, honestly, 
I try not to record, honestly, but if I didn't get any like bits and pieces of it, people won't believe me. But then you also have that catch too, where it's like, oh, he's just filming for the cloud. Like, bro, all the money that was raised goes directly into these cars. So it's like one of those things, like either film it and be like that little asshole's like, oh, he's just filming just to do this or do film it and you have proof. Honestly, I try not to film those little, little things. I think where you get away from the people talking shit, whatever you want to call it, about what you're doing. I think you set up the story, right? Tell a story about each side. Document the people you're buying the car from and why you're buying the car from them. Just the story you told me. And then you go and you document, you know, the anticipation of the giveaway. So you have two stories. You showcase those two stories and you build the climax to the end where you hand over the keys. Could even expand your following and and so forth because that that was a pretty big segment that Oprah did on her show for a long time. You get a car, you get a car. That that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the reason I know that buddy of mine, he produced that show. He, oh, he no, produced that sick. segment that's... for that. You know, at that time, that could be some good content for what you're doing with your platforms and and so forth. Where do you want to take yourself the next few years? Where do you see yourself? What do you What do you want uh, to accomplish? Back to a little bit of my life story. When I was about eight years old, I seen a lot of people on TV and I was like, I want to do that. Being able to spread myself out through social media, that was my first goal. But everything that I do now is all self-taught from comedy to acting to facial expressions during in my acting skits. That was all self-taught. So I started branching out and made a Broken Family series. Hashtag Broken Family series. And I think it's got like 4.6 million people uh, watched it through TikTok. Cause I only, I, it's, it's only one minute segments on TikTok. But I made a little series on there called Broken Family, and I'm, I started season two. So one of my biggest goals in life is to be in TV, like TV shows and in movies. This was through Facebook, uh, social media. That was one of my first goals stepping into it. And I'm here three three years into it, and I'm just going to keep moving forward. How many followers do you have on TikTok? See, I started in August, and I have 795,000, I believe. Got a little juice on TikTok then. How many videos do you post a week or so forth? I try to post at least one video a day. Uh, I look for engaging time. So they, so TikTok just made a new update on this. When you go to the live feature, it tells you exactly how many of your followers are online. So I have seven, 800,000 followers on there. I try to make sure and post a video when it shows that's 300,000 followers online. So that way it goes onto their news feeds quicker instead of like later on. So say if there was like 50,000 people online right now of my followers and I post a video, not a lot of people are going to see it because you know not a lot of my followers are online but if i wait later whenever most of them are online it gets more traction uh, now i believe i don't know what the algorithm is i try to just like monitor things but i do know uh when i post when more of my followers are online i do get more views and it reaches out more to the for you page which the for you page is more like a recommended channel on tiktok so now you're doing this you're in batesville arkansas yeah one of our clients is in arkansas she's in bigot arkansas yeah. Kristen tough I don't know. Kristen if you, Tuff. I know yeah. I seen her a few times on my TikTok, but I didn't know she was actually from Arkansas. I know I, the, the first video I seen from her was talking about a tampon. She was in a semi truck. I don't remember the story, <laughs> but it, I was like, bro, OK, I get it. That's cool. But I didn't know that she was from Arkansas. That's actually legit. You have a stage act. I've only done a stand up once. Don't really have that much experience with stand up. And whenever I was actually wanting to do stand up, the whole COVID thing started. And I was like, well, that sucks. So everything pretty much 
are shut down. All of our bars are shut down right now. One of the bars we do have, it's only open a limited amount of time, but there's, you know, there's not much you can do because there's always, there's kids running around it because it's a restaurant slash bar. Where does your comedy come from? You know, does it come from, you said family, broken family, is that? Yeah, uh, well, uh, the broken family is more of like a, like, real type. The the skits I do on there is more like things you don't see behind closed doors. Everybody sees a smiley face and everybody sees, you know, what people portray, but nobody sees what's really behind the closed door. And I know not a lot of people like to do the whole crying scenes. Nobody likes to use their own voice on TikTok. Nobody, because when you go on TikTok, all you, all you hear is the audio. You see their facial reactions, but you don't hear them talking. Uh, and I believe when you actually use your voice for it, you can get every bit of the story behind it instead of actually trying to read the words. But yeah, everything's more like a real life story on there, just seeing what's behind the closed door and what people don't see in real life. But as far as the comedy, I just be thinking and something just pop up in my head. And I was like, bro, that's funny. So I just write a whole skit about it. And then I post it like 30 minutes later. Now, if I had more time and if I had, if I was actually patient, I could probably write it better, make a little bit longer but I'm are, you a story, are you a storyteller i am a storyteller that's that's uh one of the things that i'm really good at is telling stories now whenever i started on a facebook it wasn't really skits it was more like stories a story type of comedy i started wanting to branch out to the whole acting thing so i learned everything i could from acting facial expressions tones and i started writing skits and then it got serious and everybody's like, bro, you helped me so much. And I was like, what can I do to portray how I feel? So the Broken Family series is like a story, like a moral story. At the end of each scene, it's a one minute scene. There's like a moral of the story type thing. And what's the moral of the story? Each one's going to be different. There's a one minute skit I have on TikTok where the son is being a dickhead to the mom the whole time. She's just asking for a little help. And then at the end of the uh, video, it's his son saying happy birthday mom but he's at a cemetery the moral of the story now that it's over kind of too late to take back your words what does your family think about what you're doing now my family isn't that big here in, in arkansas we don't have really that much family all i have is my mom my uh brother and my sister me and my sister we've been together since the philippines and then we didn't even know we had another brother until we got here she was telling us that he was he was our <laughs> brother and i was like what <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> well yeah. he's our brother I, I didn't know we had another one <laughs> But yeah. okay. You just lost a third of your inheritance. <laughs> yeah. Your mom, she's always going to be like, oh, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. And then uh, you have your siblings like, yeah, whatever, bro. You're never going to do that. But here we are now. It's like, hey, Ben, what are you doing tomorrow? It's like, <laughs> well, you need money? It's like, yeah. Because <laughs> I've been doing this for a while. And they're like, bro, that's awesome that you're doing that. My mom's like, I'm going to see you on TV. And I made her a promise like a couple of years ago. And I was like, I always keep my promises, mom. It don't matter what, how old I'm going to be, whether I'm going to be 30, 35, 40. I'm going to make it one day. And one how day. old are you? I turned 30 this year. You're a young 20. buck. Yeah. You're still a young yeah. buck, man. You got plenty of time. I know. That's why I'm not rushing everything right now. Whenever I had the chance, I would try and research what it took to get to where I'm at. Back then, it didn't make any sense. I got a little bit older. I was like, okay, I, I think I can do that. What is content? How do you record a video? Audio. You got to have audio, too. So everything was just a whole learning process. When I first heard about TikTok, I was like, bro, TikTok, it's nothing but just underage children twerking, yeah. bro. And yeah. so I was like, screw it. I can put my own content on TikTok. I figure I'm good enough with social media. Everything I learned from working on Facebook, that whole learning process on there, I'll I'll put it on TikTok. But a month later, I got 100,000 followers. I was like, bro, I am really good at this. So I kept going. Who are you appealing to? What kind of what's the makeup of your fan base? So on TikTok, it's about 50 50. 
Facebook, I think it's about 60% female, 40% male. But I will say this, it doesn't matter what, what platform I push it to, either Facebook or TikTok. But it's usually around the Texas area where a majority of my fans are. But I believe it's because the algorithm thinks I'm Hispanic and I'm not. So everybody, like, I get Hispanics that like, hit me up all the time. I was like, hola, que pasa? I was like, what's up, bro? It's like, they, it's like, oh, you're not, you're not Hispanic? I was like, no, I'm, I'm Filipino. I was like, oh, I thought you was Hispanic. It's like, ah, oh, no, it's the, it's the nose. Heading down to Texas, San Antonio. We actually got a show there in San Antonio, February 25th. You just drive down there? Is the traveling okay? You say February 25th? I will actually be there on the 26th. Oh, okay. Car giveaway. If you're down there on the 25th and want to go to the show, I'll, I'll hook you up. Okay. One of my buddies, Operator Jesus, he owns a moving company. He said, hey, if you ever want to drive these or deliver these vehicles, uh, I mean, I can I can deliver them for you and then you can just ride with me. I was like, okay, yeah, I definitely do that. So he spends his time grabbing the vehicles for me and taking them to wherever we need to go. And then this one we're delivering to San Antonio, Texas on the 27th. Gotcha. You should definitely try to document that footage. And if you want to send it to us to edit, to try not mm-hmm. tell a story with it, you know, send the raw footage over and we'll try to make something out of it, you know, and we can put it up on your, you know, put it up on your page and so forth. Because I really okay. think that if you can build that anticipation, I really think that would be, you know, good for people to see. And then you can, you know, intertwine your comedy around the giveaways, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just kind of expands who you are as a person, you know. Oh, and it tells okay. a story about who you are. So, and I see those tats over there. What's going on with the tats? <laughs> um, heartbreak, depression. Oh, you know, uh, comedy comes from the darkest places, right? Yes, I know. I know the whole dark humor. Uh, but all this right here is just pretty much tribal work and uh, homemade tattoos. Uh, I got bored a lot in my in my spare time, and I just got over a relationship. And I was like, "What's better to? What's the best way to get over a relationship? Whiskey and tattoos? Sure, you know a guy. It's like, yeah, I know a guy. Where's he live? No." he'll come here to your kitchen. I was like, sweet. Let's get it done. Now, I will say this part right here on my neck. I have a angel tattoo and a demon tattoo mixed with a cross in the middle representing my good side and my bad side. When I was a kid, when I say I was a little shit, I was a little shit. I didn't care about anybody. I don't. I didn't care about what I did or what my attitude was. And that's them took from my childhood. Now that I learned to get over it, everything's everything's better now. Well, when you say tribal tattoos, what does that represent to you? I'm from the Philippines. Uh, everything there is pretty much like a whole tribal thing. My uh, grandpa, he was actually a witch doctor and he was friends with that one tattoo artist in the in the Philippines. She's like the oldest one. He pretty much just talked about all the tribal tattoos that told a story. Now, I wish I actually had a story in my tribal tattoos, but that's more of a, hey, that looks cool. Let's put it on me. So this part has uh, my little body armor right here. And then I have the dagger right here as a weapon. And then I got the... The shield right here, all in tribal, more like a Filipino style. What's the tradition uh, in Philippines? Uh, it's not really a tradition. I want to get something more like a tribal type, make me feel more of a warrior fighting your whole life. And that's like one of the things that I've done is try to fight and just keep going on. As it is, I'm working with a lot of younger people and trying to bring this awareness to anxiety and trying to determine, you know, what we can do in society, even though you may have a dark past or whatever it is, what we can do in society to alleviate some of these issues that kids have. Do you have an anxiety issue that you have to deal with every now and then having a very, very dark past. In front of cameras, I'm always smiling. I can't help it. It's just how I am. But like behind cameras, I'm like kind of depressed. Like there's times where like, what am I doing? Like, where am I going? 
why why am I doing what I'm doing now? It's taking so long to get to where I want to go. But it's always like that thing, like you're thinking these thoughts right now. Like you're not going anywhere. You're struggling. Everything's, you got obstacles in the way. But if you look at it from a standpoint, you were saying the same exact thing 10 years ago. You're not going anywhere. There's no progression. But you were saying the same thing 10 years ago. But here you are now completely progressed. You have a job. You have a car. You got kids. This whole social media thing you have right now. And you're saying the same exact thing that you didn't have a long time ago. Every time I try and pass an obstacle, I just open up another door and there's no looking back. I can't go back to that door. That's why I got to keep going forward. And that's just one of those things that helps me is knowing where I'm at now, what my goals were 10 years ago. And I've made a huge progress, even though I tell myself every now and then, it's like, bro, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, you know what? I'm still doing the same thing because I wake up every day and I'm the piece of shit that lived upstairs. You know, when I come (laughs) down here to the studio, you know, every day is a new day, man. I think if you wake up in the morning and you're breathing, you're doing okay. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I always ask this too. You know what the most important thing about life is? What's that? Life. (laughs) Because if you don't have that, you ain't got anything. Uh, about two months ago, I got a bunch of fan mail. I decided to open it like three days ago and it had no return address, no names, no nothing. It just had my PO box, but I opened up. He pretty much said he lost his son to COVID. And because of that, it ended his relationship with the person he was with. Well, he was sitting in the car with a loaded pistol. Uh, He wrote the letter and told me that I saved his life. And he ended the letter with thank you. See you tomorrow. But now that was two months ago since I got that letter and I didn't read it until like two days ago. So I'm hoping like I I posted it on all of my social media. So I'm hoping he sees it and reaches out. You know, I just want to keep an update. But it's just just that one thing about see you tomorrow that really that gets to me. Mm -hmm. When you have these depressing thoughts or whatever it is, is doing the videos and everything, is that your escape? Is that kind of takes you out of that mindset? Actually, it's more like a catalyst, I guess. I know I'm not the only one going through it. So pretty much what I make in my videos is pretty much what I do to try and get out of my episodes. Everybody goes through it. Everybody goes through those little depressive episodes. Everybody gets gets to those heartbreak episodes, those sad episodes. Now, they don't know it yet unless they listen to this podcast. But like the videos is about my life, but it's also about my second voice in my head, my consciousness. There's me and my brother, Travis, who is also my conscious. I have, I go through this episode, but... Travis talks me out of it and he helps by giving advice on what I can do to be better. And there's a lot of those scenes on my TikTok. Something is the past few days we've been talking about these things. I've been trying to figure them out and I think it's pressure. You know, I think if you have a dark past, right, and you're moving through the world, I think society puts a lot of pressure on people, right? It does. So, so when you experience the more and more pressure you experience as you become older, the more and more that situation is perpetuated. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what came to my mind. I I have no idea. I'm not a doctor or anything like that. But that's just what I'm thinking because the pressure comes from extreme information, extreme this, you know, used to, you know, when I was a kid and you wanted to see a naked girl, you'd go try to find a playboy in your mom and dad's drawer somewhere. Right. And now it's like there's no mystique to anything. Everything is in front of your face. Right. So if there's no mystique and there's no new discovery, you already know everything and you had a very, very dark past. Right. That's going to put a lot of pressure 
pressure on somebody, in my opinion. Yeah, what do you, I, know, I mean, what uh, do you think about that? So social media, they, they portray things completely different. And I, I don't like the way social media uh, tries to show things to a society nowadays, because it's always you have to do this or you're not in the right click. You're not that type of person. It's like you have to be fake for people to like you. Ever since I got into doing what I'm doing now, a lot of people that I, I don't even know, I didn't even like in high school. Like we fought in the bathroom over food. You can't tell people we were best friends. Like it's one of those things. Like, yeah, I know him. It's like, no, bro, don't don't do that just because of what I do. And because I'm all over social media, don't act like you, you like me. Like if I know you don't like me, then I'm not going to pretend to like you in front of everybody else. And that's just one of the things that I don't like is people having to try and change themselves for approval. Uh, yeah, for the populace or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Is that the right word? Populous? Populous? I guess I don't know. I, was, I suck at calculus. I think it's supposed to describe the population. So hopefully I'm right. People say I have my own language sometimes. So I was about to say, maybe you just made a new word. I mean, who gives a shit? what people think. Why do we have to carve out a path based on a certain group of people's opinion? That makes no sense. It doesn't. It doesn't at all, but it's just, it's the way the mind thinks. Like people that I personally know, they talk about, oh, I've seen this. Then they'll see a majority of people do the same thing and they'll completely change their whole lifestyle. And I don't know what exactly what actually, how that happens, but it's just the whole mind games that the whole society plays with each other. So when's it going to change? In my opinion, to change that mindset, you have to absolutely not care what people think. Because you get the hate comments, the, you get the nice comments, but it got to the point where it's like, I don't really care what people think anymore. That's like one of those things, like if you don't like what I do, then I mean, you can easily just unfollow me. I mean, yeah, that's the knee jerk reaction. I want to read this quote to you from Socrates. You know who Socrates is? Socrates. I don't play any sports. <laughs> Socrates. <laughs> yeah, he was a philosopher in 470 BC, right? In Athens, Greece. Here's a quote. True wisdom comes to each of us when we realize how little we understand about life, ourselves and the world around us. And this is another way of not looking at the foundation uh, and the bigger picture around us. We're looking at micro information that is determining people's lives. Right. And why are we doing that? There's no sense in it. If you really, really think about it. You know, you're living in the moment, you're living in your environment, and you're affected by that extremely. And maybe there will be, since technology and social media is so pretty new, when you think about the time, you know, we've been, you know, this world has been existing. When is that going to be understood and we just recognize that for what it is instead of making that a lifestyle. Every little thing is judged nowadays. You can go somewhere, they have the New York accent. You can automatically tell it's like, bro, he's definitely from New York. Then again, you don't know if he's from New York. Maybe he's born from somewhere else, but their parents were uh, New Yorkers and that had the accent the whole time he was growing up. Could have been born from Cali, never been to New York. But just the way he talked, he was judged and believed to be this, but he really wasn't. There's a lot of stereotypes, and I believe 110% that people are the same no matter where you go. We all are born with the same sensitivities. Now, whatever your makeup is and whatever direction you're heading, you know, that that environment is going to determine who you are as a person. You know, if you put yourself in a pool of five people, right, and then you put yourself in a pool of 100,000. I'm from North Carolina. I lived in New Jersey, and, you know, 
when I moved there for the first time, I had to pick up the pace. You know, it was a sink or swim thing. You kind of adapt to that lifestyle and you become that person. And I could feel right. that, see it, because when I would come back south, people would think, what happened to you? Throw me in a pool of sharks, I'll be a shark, you know, type of deal. So that's a, I think yeah. that's a human instinct. Adapting to your surroundings. Yeah. And I think you have to look outside of that and really understand who we are and what we're doing. I talked to this spiritual teacher yesterday. We lose ourselves with all this micro information. And when we lose ourselves, we don't know who we are. So I think we have to, you know, look outside of that. Somewhere it's got to change eventually because it's like everybody I talk to in your age range and even younger. My daughter thinks she's going to be okay. I don't know if she's going to have the anxiety issue. I mean, I've treated her like an adult her whole life. Like I, I would talk to my daughter when she was three, just like this, like we're talking right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So do you have any new goals where you want to take this identity of yours and expand it? If I can get a van, rig it up with Wi-Fi and do the whole Twitch stream, still do all that and just like travel the world and see things because a lot of people think like I travel a lot and see a lot. It's like, I really don't. I really don't. I've been to Texas and I've been to Colorado. That's about it. I've never moved. Uh, I've never really experienced the world. Everything that I see is through my phone and on TV. I want to enjoy the world as well. There's a whole world out there that I have not seen or experienced. And I'm 30 years old. I mean, I feel like I'm getting old. I, I remember watching Rugrats like it was yesterday, but now I'm the same age as the Rugrats parents. It's like, not, that can't happen. That's weird. Everything I've done since... I was 27, 28 years old was work. I started working when I was 14 years old, helping my stepdad. Uh, and he owned a gender cleaning company. And then after that, it was more like, what else is there to do in life? All I was trying to do was survive, help my parents, you know, pay bills. So I started trading stocks in December and came up a little bit on the GameStop two weeks ago. So I'm getting a little bit closer to that goal. Gotcha. gotcha. That's what I want to do. Keep moving forward. Every day is a new day. Appreciate what you've done. I think you got to give yourself some value. Don't uh, discredit yourself all the time because I do the same thing. Even though I've done a lot of stuff, I don't think about it, you know, but I think you do have to step back and appreciate what you have done. And and in a way, that drive will help you be more successful. I mean, it's a good drive, but I think you do need to have a balance or you might drive yourself crazy a little bit. So, Oh, I do it all the time. Once that process is done, then I can actually sleep and like relax. But then it's always onto another project, something that I can keep doing. I think you got a great story. You know, keep moving forward. Is there anything else you want to say before we close out of here? Yeah, hold on. I got to get a Snapchat real quick. I told my Twitch bingo people I will get a picture with you. Okay, so if cool. You can just smile, if you can just smile on the camera. <laughs> All right, hold on. Nah, I got my picture up there. <laughs> cool. So cool. That's so cool. cool, man. I think you're headed in the right direction. Keep doing what you're doing. And Thank we you. will talk soon. This is uh, Ben Matias. From Ben's Comedy, check out all his stuff. Google Ben's Comedy. He's big on TikTok. He has a Twitch account. He has a Facebook account. My name is John Edmonds Cosma, CEO of Bang Productions. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.